Welcome to the Madam Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Giselle Arney. I'm a sports medicine physician with a passion for teaching and a mission to support other women with careers in this space. On this show, you'll hear the stories from amazing women in their field of sport and athletics. They'll share their journeys, triumphs, and hardships in order to help and inspire you in your own career and life. Thanks for joining us. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another special episode of the Madam Athlete Podcast. On the second Tuesday of the month, I take a deep dive into a career-related topic, and on today's episode, I'm talking all about starting a new job, because it's spring, and new things are in the air, and this is on my current life plan at the moment, and I know a lot of folks are graduating soon, and it's just a good, fun time of change, so let's just get into it. All right, so on today's episode, I want to give you some tips and tricks and things that I've learned along the way from, you know, terrible mistakes and life lessons and some of the work that's out there about how to really set yourself up well when you're starting a new job because it's tricky, right? And I don't know about you, but I expected that I would have one job for my whole life, which is really unreasonable. But I I just truly thought that once I finally got through all of my training, that first job would be the be-all, end-all job that I would forever and ever have. And that's not how life worked out. And that's frankly not how most people's lives work out. And that most people actually have moved on to their second job within the first three years of their, you know, quote, career, whenever you like are done with training and ready to go out. Within three years, right? So changing jobs is actually really common. And it's hard, like there's a whole transition, and it can be tricky. And sometimes you're moving and you know, there's a lot at play. And so these are a few of the life lessons that I've learned that I wanted to share. And there's, there's things that I have gotten wrong, and that I've needed to work out and that I've figured out. Um, and let me let's just get into them. All right. And so the first one, which this sounds so stupid, I feel like to say out loud, but but it's, is important, so I'm going to say it because it wasn't something that I was particularly skilled at right off the bat. Is you have to start out by prioritizing building relationships first, and this is basically like the first and the second of my three tips here is building relationships. And I'll tell you why I missed the miss the boat on this myself. So my first job out of fellowship, because um, I did a sports medicine fellowship, and my first job out of that was at the same place that I did my fellowship. So I was hired on to be associate fellowship director of the sports medicine fellowship program and team physician at UConn, which was amazing, right? Dream job off the bat. Things are fantastic. And I had just spent the whole year at that same place where I knew all the, I had an entire year to build relationships. And so that wasn't a problem in that job. It was a problem in my next job because I didn't realize how important that was and how ahead of the game I had been because I'd had that entire year ramp up of getting to build relationships, getting to build trust so that people knew me, could trust me, could count on me, that I'd be available. And I had already situated myself in that job. By the time I stepped into it day one, I already knew people. People knew me. I'd, I had built my brand then and there and people could trust me and we had good relationships. And so I just completely missed the mark of how important that was. And in my second job, I went into it guns blazing, ready to go, like, because I'm excited, I'm passionate, 
I know what we need to do. They asked me to come in and help bring them up to national standards. And I was like, great, let's do it. Here's my experience. I'm ready to go. And I did not take the time to build the relationships before I was ready to just kind of bulldoze in and do the work and make the changes. And that bit me in the ass. We'll just say that. And I missed the mark and I didn't understand. And what happens when you're starting a new job, sometimes it's really easy to just put your head down and do the work that you know how to do, right? If you're a sports medicine physician, if you're an athletic trainer, if you're a physical therapist, you know, whatever your job, you know how to do that work really well. You've been training for years in how to do that work. And so it's easy to go, I'm just going to do good work and everything's going to be fine. I know how to do this, so I'm just going to do it and it's going to be fine. But you haven't put in the time to build the relationships so people might not necessarily trust you. And this is this has been very interesting to me, like to continue to see how this plays out and how I need to work on it. And part of why I also screwed this up, that second job out, is because I'm actually an introvert. And talking to strangers, um, I'm good at it now because of the podcast. Frankly, this forced me to have to talk to strangers every week, and I hope that you appreciate it. I have certainly gotten a lot out of it. I appreciate it. It's expanded me out of my comfort zone. But It was a lot easier for me when I started a new job to just put my head down and do the work that I knew how to do. I knew what the right thing was. I knew the next step we needed to take. And I was just so focused on it that I I wasn't as focused on building the relationships. And so even though I might have had the right answer and I knew what to do, if I hadn't built that relationship, if I hadn't had a chance to build the trust, it wasn't going to work. And even now I've started a new position. And it's awesome. And I'm, I've, I was recruited specifically for this position because of my expertise. It's a new position. I'm helping build a free clinic um, that will likely be based around exercise medicine. I'm working with undergrad athletic training students and exercise science students and nursing students and social work and counseling. And I think it's going to be exciting. And I was recruited to be the medical director, which is awesome. And I, I realize having started a month ago, that even though I know the answer, and even though I know what we need to do, and even though they recruited me specifically for my expertise, and because they are hoping that I have the answers, there's still times where I go, ah, geez, I've got to calm down with the let's get it done, let's, let's focus on this agenda, and I need to focus on building these relationships first, so that they can have the personal connection and the personal trust. Truly, even though they specifically recruited me for this because of my expertise, because of how I could help, I'm not going to get the same walk in and just get to make changes, do things. And I'm certainly not going to get to do that the same way that a white man would (laughs) walking into a new job, right? You know this. So for me, I have to focus on building those relationships and choosing very purposefully to go, okay, it's a new day. I've met a hundred new people. Tomorrow I have to come in and I just have to ask people's names again. And I have to be, hey, I've met 30 people. Could you just tell me your name again? Was it Heather? Was that it? Like, and just asking, nobody is mad at you for asking what their name is. I have never had anybody mad. I've only had people be grateful, if anything. Or they just don't care and they'll just tell me again. But frankly, I think showing that you're like trying to get their names, trying to figure out who they are, trying to understand them a little bit helps them go, oh, you really care about me and what I'm doing here. And so, oh, great. Now you have this idea of what you want to do with this clinic. Cool. All right. 
Let, let's work together. So I've, I've, I have to really focus on that when I'm starting a new job is building relationships, no, especially knowing that I'm an introvert. And then secondarily, this is like the opposite side of that piece is I need to keep in mind that these are colleagues, not friends, right? And maybe eventually down the line, they might turn into a friend and that would be ideal and amazing and awesome. But off the bat, they're colleagues. And so this is, you're you're setting up a tone. You're not coming in and you're not gossiping. It's like, right? Some people, there's just a lot of institutional gossip happening and you just kind of got to stay out of it and not try to get in it and participate because you don't you don't know folks yet. You don't know who talks behind people's backs. You don't know who what the power structure is. So this is sort of that kind of second side of building relationships is is focusing on that colleague side of things instead of immediately just assuming friendship and assuming that you're at that level. It'd be great if that happens. Build that over time. But you're building trust just as much as you're hoping they are like trusting you. You need to give them time to prove that you should trust them. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? So that's that's kind of that first piece of building your relationships first. Sure, you know how to do the clinical work. You know how to do the technical work. You might have all the answers. You might be right, and they've been doing it terribly wrong this entire time. But you have to prioritize that relationship piece so that you can do the work. Because the second piece, right, I said advice tip number one and two are both about building relationships. And the second piece is related still to this relationships because you need to take the time to understand the power structures wherever you're working, whatever your job is, whatever the um, university, the academic setting, the private setting, whatever your job is, understanding the power structures, where you fit in, who's in charge, who's really in charge, what matters to them, what are they up to. Sometimes knowing the history of a thing right? I'm coming into this clinic. They've been working on it for a year and a half, for two years. This has been a big plan that they've been building forever. And if I come in hot with, hey, whatever you were thinking, we're going to do this now. I have better ideas. We're going to do something else. I could be completely right. I could be logically, technically, fully 100% correct. And that's literally even still why they hired me. But if I come in hot, fully disrespecting that they've been working on this for a year and a half, two years, I'm going to look like an asshole. There's going to be no trust, right? If I'm not appreciating how much work everybody's put into this, even if I go, and I think we need to take this in a different direction, taking the time to go, what is the history here? How did this project come about? What kind of things have you looked at? Maybe you're sharing an idea that they've already tried and it failed miserably. And so I just, part of the power structures knowing the history, learning the culture. Um, You know, that second job that I had, I came in ready to go. I was excited. They hired me saying in the interview, they wanted me to help build their department, bring it up to national standards. And based on my expertise, that's why they hired me. And I was like, this is fantastic. I'm ready to go. Let's make some changes. Let's do this. And it was a complete and utter failure. First of all, because they didn't want any change. That was a lot of lip service. They actually did not want to change, and I didn't understand that. And secondly, because I did not understand the power structures. I said, oh, this person, you're a complete waste of space. (laughs) I think that you are maybe morally and ethically not particularly sound, and I don't want to work with you. And so I'm just going to do my work around you. I'm going to bypass you to get things done. 
because I don't think you should even be involved in this work, right? But I had been there for a month and this person had been there for decades, right? And so even though on paper, I think any independent person would agree that I was correct about that assessment, I did not even attempt to take the time to figure out that power structure and where this person fell and who were their BFFs among the organization and who had their backs and what sort of power they would actually have over my career, even though they weren't my boss, right? That's important. Just because the power lines on paper charts might not be there doesn't mean that person isn't actually in power and going to have influence over your career. So part of building those relationships is also figuring out the players figuring out the game, figuring out the history, figuring out the culture, how do people operate? How do people communicate? How do people share new ideas? How does it all work? And then this is really the third piece of advice. So the first two are basically building relationships. One is build the relationships first, focus on that. Two is knowing the power structures. And then three is just giving yourself time. I have this kind of rule in my head that I've sort of come about over the last you know decade plus of my career, longer if you consider all the training, is that it's going to take me six months to get settled in a new job, which feels like forever. And it is forever. But having a new job, that's a big change. And if you're going to a new job and you've moved, right, You maybe you've moved to a do, new part of the country, all your stuff is in boxes, like you don't know where your grocery store is, plus you've mo- like plus you started a new job where it's a different culture, there's a power structure you don't know, they use a different electronic health record. You have all these new colleagues to figure out. You're an introvert, so every night you're going home like, "Oh my god, I just need to be quiet. Like I just met 20 new people today and I've been smiling all day and I just need to like rest my face and be quiet." And it takes time to figure it out. And so I kind of purposefully remind myself, hey, we're in that six-month window. This is my relationship building time. This is where I need to focus on it. Sure, am I going to get work done? Yes. Do I have projects that I want to move forward? Yes. But I have to be doing that through the lens of making the relationship the priority so that I can be able to do the work and so that I can set a good foundation. And then I truly, and this has been over, you know, having several new jobs over the years, I truly feel like there's this point sometime around two years in where all of a sudden I look around and I go, I, I get it. I'm fully in it now. I'm in the culture and I understand it. And it's like a weird, it takes a while. And I don't know, For those of you in our sports medicine folks in this space, you think about an ACL tear. An athlete gets an ACL tear, and sure, they might get back to sport in six months, nine months, a year, but it's often not until after that second year that they're really at their, okay, I'm back in it. Here's how my knee works. Here's how I'm doing. I'm optimized. It takes time. Even though that first six months, you're like, all right, I'm back on the field. Let's go. It's a little rushed, but right? Hypothetically, But it's really that two years out where things are really so settled that you've had the time to fully dive in and absorb and dig in. And so I just try to keep that in the back of my mind. And occasionally, I completely forget to keep that in the back of my mind. I tell you this. I talk to the women that I coach in my program, and I remind you, and I have a whole module about it. And I try to remember this, but it's still hard. 
to do it yourself always, right? Isn't that always the way? It's still hard. And I was talking to my therapist the other week because I've just started this new job. Well, two new jobs. It's, it's a whole thing. And I was like, oh, this thing is so frustrating. And she was like, well, you know, Giselle, I think you've been there, what, two weeks, three weeks now, two weeks. So, you know, maybe, maybe we just need to give those folks a little grace to get to know you and to get to trust you. You know the right thing to do. You know where you're headed. You know the plan. You know what's going to be great for this. But they need a little chance to get to know you. And I was like, oh my God, I literally tell people this in my own coaching program. Damn it. Because I just get so excited to get into the work and to do it and to make things awesome. And I get so, like, I see all the vision and I'm ready for it. But I need to give people the time to get to know me. I need to give people the time to have built a relationship with me, to have built a trust so that I can share the vision, help them understand that it's, I mean, this is me specifically, but that I want to bring people into this vision. I want to know what they're envisioning. I want all of our ideas together to make things even more incredibly magical. But I, but like, you don't know me yet. I've been here two weeks. You need, you need a chance to get to know me before you're ready to jump on my crazy train. Right. So it was a good little reminder. And it had me thinking about all sorts of advice for when you're starting a new job. And I would say that those are my three biggest things, things that I've screwed up over the years, which I have nicely shared and things that I try to keep in mind. And I have to sometimes just keep reminding myself. But number one is to build the relationships first. Number two is to know that power structure. And number three is to just really give yourself some time. And for me, it's like a six month rule. But in the back of my mind, knowing that two years is going to be the really magical sweet spot, but that I just got to get through six months and then we're going to be rocking and rolling. So I hope this was helpful. If you have a new job coming up or you've just started one or you're about to start one, take a minute and think, are you in that six month window? And if you are, even if you aren't, even if you're like, I need to, you know, restart things here, refresh things, think about how you might be able to focus on building those relationships working out those introvert situations, your colleagues, not your friends. And do you understand the power structures and try to figure that out? If you don't feel like you have a great handle on it, see if you can work on that. Sound good? You got this. Thank you for listening to the Madam Athlete Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's career coaching deep dive all about starting a new job. Spring is in the air for all of my, you know, residents and fellows and med students who just matched. I hope it was everything you wanted it to be. And you're off on a new adventure for everyone who's just graduating, who's on the academic cycle or starting a new grad program or master's program or finishing one or getting your first job or getting your second job or your 10th job. I hope this episode is helpful. I hope this advice is helpful. If you do think it's helpful, I would love it if you would share it with someone else. We're especially trying to reach awesome, badass, early career women working in sports medicine, working in sports and athletics. And if this was helpful to you and you know somebody who's starting a new job in sports, maybe just share this episode with them. Just like pass it right along. That would be awesome. I would appreciate it a ton. As always, thank you for being here. I appreciate you.